0: I'm not seeing my coworkers to, to get feedback from them of like, yeah, no, you're doing a great job, Joel. So it can, yeah, it can be really tough to have a sense of I'm getting things done, I'm doing work.
1: Hi, my name is Chris Zaug and welcome to Let's Talk Teams, a podcast by Uptick, the one-on-one meeting software that helps managers and their teams get on the same page. But more than that, actually having better conversations with one another. Not just talking about projects or status updates and all the stuff you can do via email. It digs into the nitty-gritty things. How work is going and how your team members work best. The conversations you never get to have. So we're excited today to have Joel Slotman with us. Joel is someone who works with Uptick as a solutions engineer. Been working with us for a long time. Super insightful guy. Michael and I love just chatting with him about life and about a lot of things. So welcome today, Joel. Thanks, Chris. And Michael's here with us, too. How are you doing today, Michael?
2: It's a warm one here. So my computer is letting me know by running its fan really hot. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay. Well, you know, Joel and I were having a one-on-one a couple of weeks ago, and it was it was fascinating to me because we're right now in this June 1st in Minneapolis. It's about 90 degrees outside, and some of you are thinking that you know we're in igloos. Well, there no igloos would survive today. Um, and we're in the middle of COVID, so we've been, we like many companies, we were forced to move into remote work. Uh, we had had some experience with it, but certainly not uh, the case where everyone in the company was working remotely. And that caused a lot of transition in our teams. And Joel and I were talking a little bit about productivity and, 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 and the perception of productivity when you're in this sort of a situation. And Joel, why don't you talk a little bit about one of the things you noticed as you were kind of working through this new paradigm we have?
0: Yeah. So like you said, I've been uh, thinking about how productive I felt. It, there's a lot of days where I can get to the end of the day and it's really hard to identify what did I do? What have I been working on? And because there's not a lot of barrier between my work life and home life, it can feel like or like just this, physically the this space. Um, it can feel like it all just blends together into a mush. Mm. And I don't have a sense of like, I'm moving forward on anything. I'm getting things done. I'm not seeing my coworkers to to get feedback from them of like, yeah, no, you're doing a great job, Joel. So <laughs> it can, yeah, it can be really tough to have a sense of I'm getting things done. I'm doing work. And it's also just, it's hard to be productive. It's it, the the psychology is difficult and the actual practical reality of it is Tough too
1: yeah I think that, that I think that that's kind of a normal thing that people are feeling I, I think one of the corollaries of that is for many people I think just showing up at work sitting at your desk sort of makes it feel like we're productive whether or not we are So here we've got this weird paradox right so when you're at the office and you're meeting with people every day you're talking with your teammates you're working through work together you assume that you're being really productive and then you go home and you have this sort of this amorphous mess, and you're wondering, <laughs> did I accomplish anything today? Is, is is today any different than yesterday or tomorrow? Or, you know, what day is it, as many of us wonder. So um, Michael, I know you you've had some thoughts over the years about the perception of productivity and remote work and how perhaps managers feel better about their people if they're sitting in a, a desk outside of their office. Talk a little bit about some of the tension you felt along those lines over the years.
2: Yeah, so I think that. One thing we've talked about a lot is how managers are resistant to remote work sometimes because, well, how do I know if the people that are on my team are being productive? Well, the uh, the question I come back then is like, how do you know they're being productive just sitting at their desk anyway? Like you're not watching them work all day long. It's not like you're working together for every second of the day. And so then like that comes to something we've talked about many times now, just about if you don't trust them to be productive at home working remotely, why would you trust them to be productive in the office while you're sitting there with mm-hmm. them? But I totally get what you're saying, Joel, about like the there's a difference of changing of environment that I think is a real thing for people to talk about, and even like for people that are leading teams that are now remote that are not used to being remote. I was reading a book uh, called Atomic Habits, and in it, the author James Clear talks about how having dedicated spaces where things happen help you to kind of jump into that zone easier. And when we go to work, it's easier for us to think like, Oh, I'm at work. I do work here. And then when we've been at home, it's like, well, right now I'm in, a guest bedroom on our main floor, which is also acting as like a holding place for kitchen items while we're renovating part of our kitchen and it has tools. And so I'm in this room all the time anyway. So it's not just like a dedicated, nice space where when I'm in here, all I do is work, which helps me to focus on just working when I'm here. I'm getting on a Zoom call to talk with my friends. I'm doing whatever else, you know? So unless you have like a dedicated space at home, sometimes it's hard to kind of carve that pathway of like when I sit here is when I work. Just like when you're in your living room, you relax. But we have a second office basically set up in our living room uh, for my wife. So our spaces are all overlapping. And I think that's a big part of that kind of push and pull of not knowing, like, where does the day start and end to your comment, Joel? And so I think that's a really like important topic for managers who are leading a team who are thinking about how do I make sure these people on my team are set up for success to work from home is well, you can't like buy them an apartment with an extra room <laughs> so that they can like have a dedicated <laughs> workspace. But figuring out what is like, how do you give them as many of the comforts of the office? It comforts in terms of like screens or monitor stands or, you know, in this sense, everyone's on cameras and videos. Is there a way that we can like level up our remote meeting tech basically? Um, so things like that. But yeah, I mean, to get to your back to your question, Chris, it's more about people are productive More often than not, if Mm you if you trust them to be, and so like just assuming that people are going to be lacking in productivity because they're at home is isn't really that's not really the thing. It's not like oh, I have a chance to slack off. Like, sure, there's going to be people Mm -hmm. that are like that, but that's Mm -hmm. not the motivation of most people. Like, I don't at least I don't think that's the motivation of most people. And like Joel, to what you were saying is, I think most people are at home in the situation like you're describing, Joel. Like ah, how do I still feel that same, like I'm on the right track, I'm doing the right things without that same kind of feedback that I'm used to Mm -hmm. in an office setting. Is that, is that similar? Yeah. Um, I, I think
0: that all is, is really what I'm, what I was feeling. I remember two weeks ago, I think it was that I met with Chris and I, I came in and I was like, I felt like I didn't, I didn't get anything done this week. And then I looked at my check-in and, like, I hit most of my goals. I, like, did the things I was supposed to be working on. I got some other, you know, things came up that I worked on instead of some of my goals. You know, it was a sort of kind of a normal week in a lot of ways according to, like, what I had written down. But my perception of it was I got, like, I would, if I had to guess, I would have said, oh, I got maybe, like, half as much done this week as I normally do. Mm. And so I we talked a lot about different ways to to help me have a better sense of what actually am I being productive? How, how productive am I being? So uh, a couple of things we've tried um, is just like writing down what I'm going to work on in the morning for each day, saying what, what tasks do I need to get done? Um, I found that's been really helpful because then I can say, okay, well, I don't know when I got these things done or what else I did today, but as long as I did these <laughs> three or four things... I'm doing good. Like I'm, I'm doing my job. I've tried a couple other things. So like writing down what you've done after you've done it, or as you're doing it, just for the way my brain works and the way my work process works, it's harder for me to break my focus to Mm -hmm. remember to write that down or to have time between transitions to write things down. Always. Another thing Uh, For days, especially days that are a little bit less structured or days where um, I'm if if I feel like I've been wasting time, um, I found that it can be useful to just schedule out my day. Say for these two hours, I'm going to work on this for the Hmm. next 15 minutes. I'm going to check email and then I'm going to work for 45 minutes on this, that sort of thing. It never actually works out the way I schedule it, but it gives me a structure that I can sort of look back on and say, okay, yeah, I mostly followed this.
1: I love that. I, I love the idea of, of finding different ways at different times. For you, Joel, as a solutions engineer, you're fielding customer calls as well. So you could get, uh, have all the the best laid plans and then a customer calls and says, hey, this is broken. And you're, you know, your week might get blown up, right? I mean, it's uh, it's uh, kind of a different situation. But having those things written out and then being able to go back and say, oh, yeah, I actually accomplished them seemed like it mattered to you. And I, I started thinking about, of course, we have a we have a natural draw towards one-on-ones that's what we do we talk a lot about that and about how important that is to get managers and team members on the same page but in this case i would say that your one-on-one got you on the same page right where you really understood what you did
0: yeah i mean truly like I, and i've been i've been loosely keeping track of what i'm doing pretty much every day and in more or less the same way that the one-on-one does on a weekly basis like and it's just for me I don't share it with anybody else just because I need to that to be able to say like yeah I did things in fact I was just looking at my filling out my one-on-one before this meeting and again I had the same sensation of like oh yeah there were several things I did last week even with I ended up taking a day off of work um just because Mm -hmm. some things came up Personally, and I still got most of the things done that I mm. had planned to do. Um, and it felt mm. really good.
2: I had forgotten most of those things I'd planned to do, to be honest. Nice. Joel, what do you do at the end of the day when you've got your list that you let's say you charted out a list that morning of like mm-hmm. here's the things and like you're it's four forty-five and you're grappling with, oh, there's still things that I didn't do. Do you do you feel like a loss of like oh, I didn't do enough? What what do you do and like if those feelings come up or like how do you kind of deal at the end of the day if you're like I still have more to do but I've not done because like when there's no lines and there's nowhere to travel you're like well I guess if I was driving home it'd be another half hour or there's nowhere to get to because no one has plans these days and maybe that's starting up more but like how wh- how do you kind of end your day when you've got a list and you're like oh, I didn't get to all of this that's a great question I'm I'm once I answered I'm interested in hearing
0: sort of your guys take on on how I, ideas. Um, I mean, mostly what I do is is I'll look at it and either I'll say, oh, something else came up. These weren't actually the priorities. I'll do these tomorrow or I'll, you know, ask someone for help on these. Or sometimes I'll say like, uh, oh, geez, I have to finish these today um, and I'll work on them late. I absolutely have done that, especially uh, for better or worse, if I feel like it's my own fault that i didn't do them if if i just mm. wasn't efficient i got distracted i you know wasn't working on the right things then i'll feel like okay like no i really should do this i should take the extra 45 minutes to to finish out my day or sometimes i'll say like this i mean it's less common but sometimes the task will just be like i guess this isn't getting done in order i've been thinking a lot about um well, this topic, since I knew we were going to be talking about it um, and the ways that sometimes it in order to f- to feel productive, to, to feel like you're moving forward, you have to just cut some things. You just have to say this thing isn't mm-hmm. as high priority as I thought. Um, but what about you guys? What I know you guys all have very, very full things. A lot of people asking for things from you, a lot of things you want to get done.
2: Yeah. I mean, I've resonated with everything you just said there, Joel of the end of the day comes and we, we have a dog. And so some days I try to make it. That's like, all right, we're just going to go to the dog park at five 30 as like a hard ending point. Just have some structure in the day uh, of like, this is the end of my day. And, but then like the, my question was like the, what do you do before that or after that? And it was similar to what you said. Like sometimes it's like, well, all of us have enough work that we could work forever and still have more work to do, right? Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. that's something I try to keep top of mind. But a lot of it comes down to, is this work impeding someone else tomorrow morning to get started or not? And if it is, then to your point, Joel's like, well, yeah, I should maybe pull a little bit more time here if it's it's urgent or I can like ping that person and say, hey, just curious what your morning's like. Are you going to jump right into this or are you going to hit it later in the day? And that kind of also helps me decide but then the, the main factor of that is to your point that you also said, Joel's like, is this, is it not done because like, you know, I took some extra time off during the day and got distracted of my own device because I can, because I've got more time. And so I just allowed that to happen in which case then it's like, oh, well, I didn't actually like work all day today. Maybe I need to put in that extra hour or more or whatever tonight just to get it done. And so I think it's kind of like a self-regulating thing for me. Yeah. I think the main thing I'm trying to balance is I'm much more rigid about making sure I get the things done on time that are relying on that someone else is relying on me for. And even that's, you know, still a wild card some days because it's like four people need something and I have to choose Mm -hmm. who's not going to get something on time or as soon as would be ideal. But I've not been carving out enough time for like my own just like higher level like strategy things I've kind of gotten stuck in like okay well here's like a bunch of four things to do that I need to do for this or that or someone else and not carving out enough time to be like okay let me step back what would I work on the next three days if I sat back and thought about it and worked proactively instead of reactively and that's something that I'm feeling more right now
1: yeah that's great I can resonate with both both of you guys I, I think for me part of the way I handle stuff like that is a little bit generational I'm an, I'm an old dude who probably has poorer boundaries than either one of you guys. And, and because of that, sometimes I'm a little less focused and I'm not quite as productive. Uh, but I, I tend to wake up really early in the morning, um, not because I want to, I just do. You know, I have four kids and was trained early on to wake up at the crack of dawn and I still have never been able to get it out of my system. So I'll use some, some of that time to get some things done and sort of organize my day. But like you all, I mean, there are times when, when things come up during the day and I, I all of a sudden have things piling on to me. And I think, Michael, what you said is really important. I tend to, the first things I tend to do are the, those that are connected to other people in a way that would keep them from getting their stuff done. So especially as a manager, and I've been a manager for a really long time, one of the things I really have to do is make sure that the obstacles are out of the way for my team. So if they've got to have something, I need to get it to them. And whatever I need to lay aside that's my own stuff, I need to lay it aside to make sure that I'm getting my team. Or I go back to my teammate and say, you know what? I know that I said this was a big priority. I apologize. It's really not. And we're just going gonna to lay it off a little bit. And I've done that before, too. Just had to sort of confess that in the mm. moment, I made something a priority that really wasn't. And so it was putting them in a bind. And then it put me in a bind. And as I began evaluating the overall priorities, I thought, okay, this isn't that important. Let's step back, Michael, to your point. Let's think about things strategically, what's really important, and let's do those things first. But I think for, for all managers, if we don't see ourselves as the people that are freeing our team up to get work done, we're missing the boat. That's the most important thing I can do. So getting those things done is really important. And sometimes I will extend the work day a little bit. Typically for me, um, I try to get out of here at five or five 30. And by out of here these days, it means I'm just leaving my office and walking downstairs. But, uh, <laughs> but I'll come back later if I've got to get something else done. So, you know, it'll be like one of those things to go have dinner with the family. Mm-hmm. Uh, my wife and my daughter, they've got things to do too on, on most nights. So it's not like they're waiting for me to be their, uh, uh, you know, circus ringleader or something. <laughs> you know, they've got stuff to do too. So if I have to do work, I can come back and get it done. But again, it's that thing about, Releasing other people to get work done, and then uh, and then looking at the higher strategy things and making sure that we're all getting the right work done.
0: Can I pick up on something you guys both have been talking about, which is sort of this this getting getting things done so other people can do their work? I've been thinking about the ways my sense of productivity and how I measure my own productivity has changed um, throughout my career. When I started, I started as a contractor doing technical writing at a manufacturing facility, and as a contractor I was paid hourly, I was there Mm -hmm. for eight hours, and more or less I felt like if I'm there for eight hours and I'm doing work the whole time, I'm being productive. Mm -hmm. And obviously I had deliverables, I had manuals that I was writing and and people were reviewing and and giving me feedback on and, and making sure I was actually literally producing something but more or less my sense was if i'm here for 8 hours and i'm working i'm i'm doing what i'm being paid for and that changed when i when i became a salaried employee and the scope of what i was working on expanded and also the the requirements are a lot less specific and the the uh, it, i'm not as focused on exactly one task so a lot of times I, 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 There's still a, there's kind of a combination of things I'm finding that I have sort of subconsciously been using to my measure, my productivity. So that can be both. It's still, to some extent, it's, am I putting in the time? Um, if I only work 20 hours a week, I would feel like I'm not doing my job. Even if I got a bunch done, I would feel mm-hmm. emotionally feel bad. Obviously tasks, right? That comes back to what we were talking about at the beginning. If I have a list of tasks and I can check them all off, I'm doing them. That's great. Another is, is more long-term strategic, like a goal orientation where I say, if I'm moving toward that goal, if I'm on track with where I need to be, whether or not all the tasks get done for the day, I'm being productive. Mm-hmm. But I think the one that I use most often to come back to what you guys were talking about is, are the people around me satisfied? Are they happy? Are they excited about Mm -hmm. what I'm giving them? Um, Mm. so my manager, my coworkers, customers I interact with, are they happy? Are they feeling good? And if they, if they are, it's a lot easier for me to feel like, oh yeah, I'm doing a good job. So I kind of wanted to hear from you. Has your sense of what it means to be productive changed? And, and what does that look like for you all?
2: Yeah, that's a good question, Joel. It's it's changed for me in that, like when you when you're in your career progression and you start out being handed more specific tasks, like you were talking about at your first job where you were contracting, it's very clear what the expectations is. We need this done by then, and mm-hmm. as as my career has changed, it's been more and more on me to create that bounds for myself, and there's a bunch of things you can do to feel like you're being productive, like doing ancillary things to your role. Like if I'm working in marketing, checking metrics, checking analytics, those things can feel productive. It's like, Oh, I'm just seeing how things are going. I'm making sure it's going well. But when you start doing that three, four times a day, depending on your role, that's, I've started to call that playing work. You know, it's innocent. You feel like you're doing a good thing, but you're actually kidding yourself and being productive. It's, it's, not necessary or useful to do it that many times, or, or whatever it is for someone's specific role. Uh, if I was in development and I was just like refreshing, always looking for the next pull request to review, you know, it probably doesn't need to be done all the time, you know, so but it can feel productive because I want to not slow other people down. But when I think about in my own, I try to catch that in myself. When am I playing work uh, that's getting in the way of being doing actual work that needs to be done? Because now that I'm setting more of like my own directives of like, okay, Chris, here's my plan. These are the things that I need to get done. Or here's what we need to get done. Here's the timeframe I think we can accomplish those to kind of break them up along the way. Just so that there's some other, some other person that's helping hold me accountable because I'll see something else and that'll all of a sudden feel more important than what I was just ta- talking with someone else about five minutes ago. And that's a like a personal... Um, personality thing of like the new thing sometimes feels more important than the other thing that was very important. But having that to help frame what I'm doing is helpful for me. But it's not so much about time for me. Cause like, I feel like if I put in a week and like really crushed it and I've got a ton done in like 30 hours, like, yeah, I wouldn't want to just like take the last day of the week off. But at the same time, there's the weeks where you feel like you work way more than you ought to and get much mm-hmm. less done. And then you feel like you still got to work more Then, that, Then that kind of creates like that. Well, why do you just need to keep working longer? you already have worked past your capacity where you're going to be your most productive self. Anyway, it's best to just shut it down, call it for what it is. Give yourself the break instead of working through the weekend mm-hmm. and start fresh after getting some space on Monday. Cause inevitably you end up giving yourself those breaks in the middle of the day then to be like, well, I worked till eight last night. So I'm just going to take this, I'm not going to start till 10, which is fine. But like, then I'm like, oh, I'm just going to kind of check the news or whatever's going on between like one and two. And then you get to five o'clock, you're like, shoot, sure, I need to get those things done. And then you work till seven. And then the cycle of like longer lays, longer days just keeps getting, keeps happening. It intrudes in your personal life. These long work days turn into unproductive long work days. And then you're like, I don't get to do anything I want to do because all I'm doing is working but It's not productive and it feels bad. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So it's like when I've recognized those cycles for myself, sometimes what I've had to do is just say like, okay, it's at the time that I would stop if today was a great day and I'm going to stop so that I can give Mm -hmm. myself the freshness of the evening and the night. And then the morning waking up, to try to make tomorrow closer to what should really look like instead of just trying to diesel through it.
1: No, that's great. That's kind of the law of diminishing returns. You know, you get a fantastic day and then you keep working because you think you're going to keep being fantastic and it finally dies off and you don't feel so great about it. You lose energy for the next day. That's a bummer. You know, you said something there, Michael, about playing work. And I thought it's interesting because sometimes playing work is getting things done that you can measure. You know, because you even let's say, okay, I, I wrote three articles today. Well, that's great. But if my job is to lead a team of people and come up with strategy, then thinking is a part of my job, not just producing stuff. And so, Mm -hmm. you know, especially in a small company where you do all that stuff, that's hard to remember at times. And both of you guys are thinkers. And I've said this to Joel many times in our one-on-ones. Joel, you you need to have some time to think because he is a deep thinker. He's very insightful. And I feel like that is actually part of being productive is building into your day times when you can sit back put the pen down, get your hands off the keyboard, and think about, okay, well, what are the sorts of things that would be important for me to do right now? What are the things that where I can really uh, help my teammates? You know, we're building a software application. Um, it requires insight for people to think about how the user is going to experience that application. When they're in it, is it going to serve their needs? Is it going to make them feel good? Are they going to feel like the, these one-on-ones are important? Well, that takes thinking. Both of you guys have done a lot of that, and it's hard to remember that sometimes. And I think getting back to our original, the original stuff we were talking about, being remote, I think it's even harder. When you're in the, when I'm in the office and I'm sitting at my desk and I put my hands down as I'm just thinking or just sketching things out, that that feels better to me than when I'm doing it at home. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if you guys feel that way, Joel. You're kind of nodding. Is that something you feel too?
0: Yeah, I was, this is something I was thinking about a lot, is that, like, at home, the things I do, the breaks I take, even if they're exactly the same activity, feel like I'm not, I'm suddenly not at work. I'm, like, not in work mode. So, like, I go, I make myself tea, I go to the bathroom, I do whatever else. That's stuff I would do at home anyway, if I was just, like, home on a weekend. Mm -hmm. So it doesn't feel like it's, it's, it's. It feels like to- time totally away from the work mode in a way that if I got up and made tea at the office, I'd chat with Michael, um, maybe not about work, maybe just about something else, but it still feels like I'm I'm in the work zone. Mm-hmm. And as you were talking just now, I thought, I don't, I have a place that feels like work where I sit down in my home, but I don't have a place outside of that that I can step away into that still feels like work, although I do have several places. Like I was, I to contradict myself a little bit. Just earlier today, I was realizing that if I was in that sort of plain work mode where I I was spinning my wheels, not getting anything done, I, I felt like I couldn't focus long enough to even see the next thing to do. If I got up and walked to my piano, which is probably 10 feet from where I'm sitting, I would sit down and I would play for 30 seconds and I'd have like three things I needed to do. Hmm. And then I would come back and I would I would shoot off a message to a coworker. I'd uh, write up an email quick. And it was amazing how just 30 seconds of like, I'm not, I'm going to set this down for a second, made me so much more productive. So we need to have a piano at the office. So <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> I would like a piano at the office. Michael can bring his
1: guitar. We'll just we'll just jam.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I like that thought, Joel, like the power of of intentional breaks. And not that you necessarily like said, I'm gonna go play piano, play piano so I can come up with exactly what I should do next. <laughs> or anything like that. But for me, I mean I'm different than both of you guys. Working at home for me is on the whole, so much better than in the office. Mm -hmm. Just comes to personality type. Like I can get four hours of uninterrupted work, no problem. Because I can decide when those interruptions are going to come instead of them coming to me. And not that like every office or every day, like I can get a lot of that at the office too. I can get a lot of that at the office too. But at home, I can sit down with my notebook if I'm like trying to sketch out like the flow of something we're going to do for a marketing or a feature and kind of set out like, you know, why does this feature even need to exist? What happened to the person before they got to needing this? Like I can sit down and do that and it feels more calm to me because I'm not just mm-hmm. sitting at my desk thinking, and you know, other people are working away. Like I'm just sitting mm-hmm. in my room thinking. And I know I'm working, so I don't care what anybody else may see or think mm-hmm. about me just sitting at my desk, looking out the window, you know? And yeah, so I think that's, that's a different thing for me than, than from what you guys to just express. But I also have like been taking an extra day working from home every, every week, more or less for the last mm-hmm. two years, just to make sure I got space to, to be away and do things like that. But I also appreciate like what you're saying there, Joel, like the taking like just a a mental break, step away for a very short period to be able to just like get away from it all. And I know that like, I feel like when I've been working on things, I do more inspired work when I've given myself small breaks instead of just trying to pound out through it. And just like, I just got to stick with it. And then there's other times where it's like, you just got to stick with the problem long enough. If it takes you three hours to get to the thing that only took 30 seconds to discover, you weren't going to get there unless you stuck with it for those three hours, but it was all worth it for finally getting to the end. But then, you know, it's kind of like trying to decide where you are in your mental space. Like, do I need to just step away or do I need to just stick with this?
1: Well, and that gets us right back to where we started, which is the perception of productivity and how we how do we get there? How do we get to being really productive? And I really appreciate this discussion, guys. It's been really great to, to, to chat about it. We'd love to get more, uh, more feedback from the people who are listening to this. So you can check in our show notes. You'll see some other resources as well as ways to contact us. We'd love to chat more with you. Thanks for being with us today, Joel. Yeah. Well, thanks for having me. We'd love to chat some more sometime. Talk to you guys later. Hey, thanks again for tuning in to Let's Talk Teams today. We would love to hear from you. So you can hit us up on Twitter at uptickapp. You can also message us personally. Our info's in the show notes. And if you want to make your one-on-ones better with your team or with your manager, check out Uptick by visiting uptickapp.com.